name's Brett Fenter. I'm the editor of Stuff Magazine. Welcome to the Stuff Podcast. Uh, with me, as always, from now on, is... Marshai Bester. I am the new deputy editor. And we're going to tell you about the last week in tech. Yeah, obviously there was the iPhone launch, which for some reason neither of us could remember this morning. Yeah, obviously that was the big thing this week. And it was something that we... <laughs> We obviously covered in s- on Stuff Magazine's website. <laughs> yeah, like look, look, we've 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 done the um, uh, the product to death on Stuff. You can go check that out at stuff.co.za, assuming you're not actually listening to this on stuff.co.za. In which case, you're already there. But more more than the products, we actually kind of we we've got opinions about the event itself. Apple's slipping a bit, I think, Marseille. I think the Apple events are mainly focused at consumers and not really the the tech guys anymore. But why why not the tech guys? It's the tech guys that have uh, have Did they really though? Ha- yeah. I, I mean, the tech guys have kept that live stream going. How many, I guess, civilians do you think watch it on a well? On when an I joined basis? the live stream, there were over four hundred thousand people watching. Okay, that's a lot more people than i was expecting and that's only on youtube oh you watched on youtube i watched on apple's homepage because it was the first result yeah it was their first time streaming it on youtube um last year was their first time on twitter so Mm. obviously they're expanding they want people on windows and android to be able to watch as well Mm. but like why why the hell was the stream on fast forward (laughs) is what i want to know why did they just bolt through absolutely everything well, like you said earlier, I think Tim Cook had to be somewhere, and that's probably why they rushed through every single product and service they could in <laughs> under two hours. Yeah, I, d- I don't really know. I, I'm pretty sure he ha- had a good idea of what his schedule was for that day. I'm pretty sure it was planned in advance. So I don't think he had to leave uh, unless, you know, like his house was on fire and he's just like, I, I, I've got to do this thing quick before we go and put it out. No, but it just, it, like, it seemed like they were in a rush. There were... Uh, information we were expecting like uh, product specs they, they were talking about stuff that just didn't make sense to me uh, and i've watched a few of these things over the last four or five years uh, it just it, it, it seemed out of place uh, maybe it's not for me though but uh, also we have to consider they added the services this year which kind of made the announcements accumulated so they had a lot of things to announce and they obviously felt very rushed to get through every single thing. It's not only about hardware anymore and Apple is putting a lot into entertainment. So obviously they tried to get through as much as possible, as quickly as possible. I suppose that, I mean, that's a fair assessment, but I I still would have preferred, um, uh, you know, a little bit more time with the hardware, even if it had run a, a bit longer. And I get like we are the tech heads. We're not like you said. We're not the uh, the standard, like the four hundred thousand people on YouTube. They're yeah. they're not there for the specs. They're there for what's the shiny new thing from Apple. But still, it just it just it felt really weird for me. Also, when you get to the features that Apple announced, it feels very watered down, very aimed at consumers who don't who aren't necessarily techie people like. The pet the portrait feature, like what even? <laughs> yeah, um, we're not even going to talk about the word slow fee. 
Um, like uh, that's gonna it's be not Apple not gonna Slurpees not gonna happen it's never gonna happen yeah, um, that, that's gonna be the last time that word comes out of my mouth by the way like yeah. forever we, uh. we'll make we'll make a blood pact now I'll, I'll <laughs> shake on that one <laughs> absolutely um, but yeah look enough complaining about Apple I think um, this is this is our first attempt at uh, at a podcast together or ever, actually. I don't think you've done this before. I don't either. think I've ever spoken into a microphone before. Well, it's about time you corrected that. <laughs> um, no, so we're not going to complain about Apple. People have been doing that all week. We're, we're not going to complain anymore about Apple. Uh, yeah, so there are new Apple iPhones. They are interesting by Apple standards. There's a new watch. Apple TV Plus is coming out. And Apple Arcade is coming out. Both are probably coming to South Africa. Yeah, um, the iPhone should be here on the 27th of September. We don't have pricing yet, uh, but we will have it soon. And uh, like anything you want to know about the actual hardware, you can find on Stuff's website. The review will be coming as soon as we can um, get a handset out of call. Uh, and Toby's fingers have been broken, so he doesn't touch the box anymore. And yeah, but uh, what's our next s- topic of discussion, Marseille? This week, a minister of South Africa said that his WhatsApp had been hacked. I have a transport minister, yeah? Yes. And we kind of had a discussion in the office about how easy it is to hack your WhatsApp. Now, not very. Ju- just to clear that <laughs> up, WhatsApp is one of the harder social platforms to hack. Um, you need a bunch of things. <laughs> <laughs> things that are hard to come by <laughs> to get into someone's personal whatsapp account Mm. and one of those things is an actual sim with that person's number that has been recoded if a sim swap takes place right your your actual sim in your phone will stop working it should (laughs) i've done a couple of sim swaps in my time yeah so so you will know that your sim has been swapped and that person who has done it would have to recode the the sim Right, unless they work for like you know Vodacom or MTN or Salsi or something, and uh, there are backdoor ways into getting that done, but uh, it doesn't seem very likely that somebody's going to hack the transport minister's WhatsApp to send unpleasant messages. Really, like there was there was quite recently. I don't know if you remember. um, There was quite a big high-profile WhatsApp hack a little while ago that involved a missed call on your phone that could take over your whole system. But that was done by uh, an Israeli company called NSO Group. And they had, uh, well, they suspect they had um, like government-level backing to get this exploit running. There were like uh, human rights lawyers in the UK were targeted. It was quite a like a, quite a serious deal. It's not the sort of thing that you you aim at South Africans South, Af- South Africa's transport minister. And yeah. also, if it was a big exploit, it would have affected many many more people than just one high-profile person in South Africa. Yeah. Like I know WhatsApp patched the big NSO group one, the, w- the one with the missed call, and they patched it almost immediately um, after finding out. Yeah. Uh, maybe there are other exploits that we don't know about, and maybe one of them was used here. Like something I mentioned um, on the website was downloading dodgy malware from, from websites on your phone that could probably, possibly affect your WhatsApp in some way if the hackers are smart enough and savvy enough, but also very unlikely... Yeah, but but that, is, that is also that's the kind of thing that you have to participate in 
it's like complaining somebody broke into your house because they pressed the big button that says do not press this button <laughs> to unlock the door you know th- yeah. like if you're downloading dodgy software onto your phone uh, you haven't been hacked you were stupid yeah that's your own <laughs> fault <laughs> yes um, and speaking of it being your own fault um there are ways to secure your whatsapp and that's definitely a few things that every single person that's on social media needs to do right it's it's your personal information you need to make sure it's secure and you only you have access to it so how do people secure their whatsapp account it's pretty easy you go into the whatsapp settings the security settings right aptly name you set up a two-step verification that means you get sent a code when anyone you or someone else tries to log into your whatsapp account and only you have access to that pin and then just make sure you never give that pin to someone else. And if you s- randomly receive a pin, obviously someone's trying to get into your WhatsApp account, don't give it to anyone. Yes. Change your bloody password. Yeah. Yes. And also set up a lock on your phone. That's one of the most basic steps that you do when you set up any phone. Yeah, fingerprint and or um, actual pin code. Not so much the face unlock if your phone supports it because those can be defeated by... You know, photographs. Not so much iOS. Not so much iOS, but rather safe than sorry, you know. I agree. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, this is basic operational security for everything. Like, you should have this um, on your your WhatsApp account. You should have it for your Instagram, for your Facebook, for any other service you might have from Google that supports two-factor authentication. If you like the stuff's publisher Toby Shapshack, you're then I mean that like he's got a level of security paranoia I haven't seen in person in uh, ever but his data set stays secure I mean and you have to protect it you you really do your 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 personal data is a lot more important than most people suspect uh, it's your life nowadays yeah. it, your, your life doesn't just consist of your physical being your online profile uh, is an, a separate entity that's permanently attached to you and if you lose that you lose half of yourself these days and you can lose much more than that you can lose all your money you can lose more than just the physical things that are in your house so you're setting up security for your house why not set up security for your digital data yeah and since we're speaking about data security and setting things up Huawei's got some new devices heading our way we'll find out next week and just what shape those devices are going to take and um, how they're going to handle device security and updates and you know actually having android on a handset now we'll find that out next week thursday yeah but uh, as it stands now uh, people suspect well everyone suspects that huawei's mate 30 pro is going to launch without google services attached well yeah the whole Mate 30 range will probably not launch with Google services or Google apps, which means that you won't have your Gmail, Google Maps, like everything we are used to using every day, it won't have at launch, which is, it sounds like a big problem and it sounds like something that will keep Huawei out of the Western market because China already doesn't use Google apps or... So we'll probably prob- what we're looking at is more or less an actual... Chinese Huawei phone being released around the world, right? Yeah. 
So the phone will probably just run on um, open source Android, which means that it will be Android. It won't run on Huawei's own operating system called Harmony OS. Yeah, and they did say they weren't releasing any phones with Harmony this year. Yeah. They're not planning on releasing any devices, like consumer devices, with Harmony on it. It's being used for like servers and routers and stuff like that, rather. Knowing that Huawei will still run Android is comforting <laughs> because we were worried about that and it would have been a really big problem for Huawei if they couldn't run any Android at all. Well, I mean they've got a couple of options at the moment. Uh, they can do like a forked Android which is um, basically what Amazon uses to power their devices. Their fire tablets. Yeah um, but the, like the fork split for, a for Amazon stuff quite a while ago which is why Actually, I haven't used an Amazon device in Me a while, um, besides a Kindle. So I actually I don't even know what the uh, the OS looks like, but I, I would imagine it's it's fairly different because it's got a whole different app store, different look, different feel. So th that's an option for for Huawei, or they could go the route I had with a a very weird Alcatel phone a little while ago. Uh, it was a couple of years back. I can't remember the model. I just remember uh, uh, the edges used to light up. It was quite a strange phone. And they had taken the headphone jack out, like, yonks ago. Very odd. But it it was in Chinese, I think, Mandarin, when you got it. And the only way to download Google Maps was you had to go through a, a different app store to find Google's um, uh, Google mobile services. You had to download those files through this app store, install the Play Store from scratch, which would then ask for a bunch of other files which were automatically stolen from Google, I guess. Um, and then you could install YouTube. It was a mission to set up. Uh, I could see why people wouldn't want to do that. Like, it's fine for us. We're used to it. Other people, not so much. I've had to explain to people how to use a computer mouse before. I don't know if I want to explain to somebody how to install the Google Play Store <laughs> on their new Huawei smartphone. I don't know about you. I think, I think the most basic workaround for Huawei at the moment is to use their existing Huawei App Store and try and get because they still have nine well a few days <laughs> left on the on the ban lift they can probably get google apps in their app store which will make it much easier no it won't launch with google apps pre-installed but you will be able to download the apps from their app store that would be a sensible option but unfortunately the u.s government keeps I guess kicking this little problem down the road, like every time, every time it shows up, like no, we'll tell you again in three months. <laughs> and that, I mean, come on, guys, really? It's like just put us out of our misery <laughs> at this point. Just like, are we going to get the apps? Are we not going to get the apps? Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, as frustrated as we are, the people at Huawei and at Google are probably a lot more stressed than we are. I do feel like it might be a cool new beginning for a new OS or a new platform. We're used to Google and Google Android and iOS being your two biggest OSs, but there may be space for another one. I, I might have to disagree with you <laughs> on that one because... Come um, on, what about BlackBerry OS? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember BBOS <laughs> and I remember Windows Phone and... Okay, um, Windows does not belong on a phone. Look, that's a whole other story, but <laughs> the <laughs> argument has been settled because Windows Phone doesn't exist anymore. I know. So, but and that's the BBOS doesn't either. Yeah, well, they, they, <laughs> they just took the best parts of it and stuck it onto Android yeah. and then sold it to TCL, who makes BlackBerry, BlackBerry. 
headphones if you can't see the inverted commas. We should have a webcam in here with us. <laughs> no, no. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of sarcasm in this room right now, and I think uh, I think it would look good on video. I don't know about you. No, I disagree. <laughs> you just don't want to be on video. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, if you think if you think your nerves for this are bad now, wait until we we do one of these and we live stream it at the same time. No, fam. It's gonna happen. It's the way of the future, lady. One of these days, you're gonna do it with like an eye implant and a bone conduction mic, and you're gonna be driving on your way home, and we're gonna be doing this podcast with a dash cam in your steering wheel or something. Hopefully, the air, you don't get in an accident. The airbag hits you in the face. Whatever. I'm gonna stop now. Not if you're in a Tesla. Well, that's because it drives itself. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. We should get a, a few more of those in this I world. think we have to get Teslas in South Africa. Yes. It's about um, time. W- although, um, if we do get a Tesla to play with, I'm not getting in the car with you guys. I'm, I'm going to go by myself, I think. I'm not I'm not having a replay of that sphincter-clenching <laughs> ride, and that was before I got behind the driver's seat. So and then we'll have to get uh, um, ESCOM to not plunge us into any more darkness. Yeah. <laughs> the worst would be not to be able to go anywhere because ESCOM decided your electric car is not worthy <laughs> of any <laughs> power. Yeah, no, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, um, let's stop there. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed our inaugural podcast. We'll be back the next time somebody gives us microphones to play with, which is going to be at Canon's office next week. If you're looking for any of the information you've listened to on this podcast, head to stuff.co.za. We have covered everything extensively. And thanks for listening. Goodbye and good night.